And he was emotional from that to hear like, my sermon is in my great granddaughter's song. Like I can't, why would she do that? That's insane. for joining us for today's episode. We are in Bentonville, Arkansas, hanging out with singer-songwriter Milana Hainline. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Yes, thank you. We are super excited to get to know you and have all your past fans and new fans get to know you better as well. Let's get started with kind of our rapid fire segment. A few questions if you feel ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Let's give it a go. Okay. All right. Now, just like our listeners, we're meeting you for the first time today. So we didn't know you yet, but uh, for a couple years, we lived just a little bit north of where you grew up. Yeah. And we can't really get a straight answer on this. (laughs) Okay. But is Missouri part of the Midwest or is it part of the South? It is part of the Midwest. We are not the South. (laughs) Do you have people in your life, though, who like swear by it or is it just people that we know? I feel like that call it the Midwest. Yeah. I or feel the South. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say that it's the South. Everyone's always like, yep, it's the Midwest. And I know it's the Midwest because if you look at any of the memes that are based on like mm-hmm. the Midwest sayings and everything, Missouri does them. So it means that we're, we're in it. We personally agree. We just have come across a few people who say it's part of disagree the interesting <laughs> oh my gosh maybe it's just our bubble it's our circle of friends thank you for clearing that yeah, up you're <laughs> yeah and all our listeners <laughs> have been wondering the same thing well before the interview I was talking to you a little bit about your travels yeah you were recently in Italy yes so we were like corresponding and sending each other dms while you were in Italy <laughs> yes well, you have beautiful travel photos up. Thank so you. So if you don't already follow her on Instagram, you need to go. Yes. If not for the music, <laughs> for the travel photos. Absolutely. For the gelato photos. Yeah. You must have had your fair share of gelato. I was in Italy. I was in Florence, Italy for two full weeks, and I had gelato every single day. <laughs> this is what I tell down. Yeah. So y'all never see Dallin anymore on the camera because he's behind it. But I tell him, like, if you're walking around Italy, you're going to stop at least once. I mean, yeah. Sometimes it's a few times a day. Yeah. But um, anyway, thanks. Thank you. For, yeah. For telling everybody. But you're also. No shame. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but you're also from Southwest Missouri. Yes. Where Andy's frozen custard rains. Yes. So I have kind of a two-part question for you. Okay. First, if you, it's kind of a would you rather a little bit. If you could only have one of these treats for the rest of your life, Mm, would it be gelato or would it be Andy's frozen custard? So here's why I have to say gelato, which is hard because I love Andy's so much. Yeah, but let's weigh in. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't ever really eat it unless I take, like, medicine. So most of the time, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So that being said, in Italy, there's something about the way that their milk is made, and I don't have any issues at all, and my stomach never hurts. So I was eating all the gelato that I wanted with no medication so it was the best thing in the world not to keep bringing Dallin in (laughs) but this has been like a years-long debate of what's the difference he's like there's no difference between gelato and ice cream and I'm like it is just better 
Like, yeah. it's just science. And so it's there's so the science. Good. No reactions. No reactions. There we go. Okay, so part two of the question. Yeah, yeah. What's your go-to flavor or flavors of gelato then? Okay, I really love trying just weird flavors in general. Like, out, even outside of gelato, if something is weird, I'm probably going to try it just to say that I've done it. I'm curious. What's the So, weirdest? well, I tried... <laughs> My favorite, like, I guess weird one. Now it's more like people actually like it, but it was lavender. I love the lavender. Ooh. It was so good. But the weirdest I tried was straight up basil gelato. Okay. Which is not a normal weird. thing. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's weird good or is it weird It was bad? pretty. It was, no, it was weird good. It was okay. weird good. But it was not something that I probably would eat again not because it wasn't bad, just because I was like, I feel like I'm eating a vegetable, and I love basil, <laughs> but I don't want to feel like I'm eating a salad okay. while I'm yeah. eating my gelato. But here's what I'm thinking now, that you say that, like, yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm eating a vegetable. Like, is it, does it come across kind of like peppermint ice cream? Okay. Or peppermint gelato? Yes. I think that's the same, like... Way for it. Yeah, yeah, it's the same idea for it. It's not like I'm actually eating a salad when I'm <laughs> eating it, but I can definitely tell that I'm eating basil. Yeah, you're like, add so mozzarella and yes, tomato. Yes, but my favorite flavors, whether it's weird or not, was lavender and pistachio. I could oh, have those two weird. flavors all the time. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm going to cut the interview. We're going to go get some gelato. <laughs> that sounds super good. <laughs> okay, last rapid fire. This is almost more about snacks but yeah. <laughs> what kind of movie watcher are you like are okay. you watch at home are mm-hmm. you watching the theater do you do concessions yeah so movie theaters give me anxiety okay. I don't know why okay. there's I will still go to a movie theater to watch a movie with my family or my friends but there's something about it I'm like I just want to be in the comfort of my home so yeah. I prefer like it doesn't even have to be my home but like I prefer to be in somebody's home where I can feel cozy and just welcomed and my version of like movie snacks are not concession snacks like I'm not the biggest buttery popcorn person I would rather have like a glass of sparkling water and like maybe some like chips and salsa or some like avocado toast which sounds weird or ice cream I don't know yeah so So you're not like you don't like mom it up like I do sometimes where you like pre-purchase snacks and like hide it in a big bag oh if I'm going to the movie theater I definitely do that yes I have to say one time my cousin and I we (laughs) snuck tacos in so tacos oh my god (laughs) I say sneak but I I think everybody (laughs) knew (laughs) that you had tacos (laughs) But see, oh chips gosh. and salsa, I get that. Yeah. And you're not like, so being out in public is already scary enough sometimes. But then you like, at a movie theater, you go out in public, but like in a dark space. So I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. I totally get that. Well, great job with the rapid fire. Thank you. Good questions too. <laughs> well, to sort of introduce um, new listeners to Milana, yeah. um, on the interwebs, I saw a little blurb, let's call it, like a one-second bio um, that describes you as a, quote, singer-songwriter who Mm -hmm. is passionate about creating music that points to Christ. Yes. I love that. Thank you. It's so simply said. Um, But when this episode airs, you will have a single out. 
Yeah. It'll be just a few days before your second single comes out. Yeah. Called Never Leaving. But I do want to talk about your single that's out now. Yeah. Called Author of Life. Yes. Um, it sounds very of Monsters and Men-esque. Mm-hmm. Like it has that indie vibe. Yeah. Um, it's like haunting and beautiful, but most people who come across or stumble across your music, um, they'll hear that indie folk sound and not expect like that Christian rock or Christian music aspect of it. Can you tell us a little bit about how you found your sound and like what it means to you to kind of break down those barriers of like the typical Christian music sound? Yeah. I've been writing music for years and I've always kind of leaned more towards making music that does sound indie, does sound more like folky. That was just my my go-to forever. Um, But then when I started deciding like I think I actually want to record this and like put it out in the world as far for any song I started thinking like you know there there really are these what I call like there's three different types or boxes of of sounds that Christian music kind of falls into right now and that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing that doesn't mean that singers that are fitting into those boxes are are bad and like shouldn't be listened to they're absolutely amazing and I listen to all three of those categories but like (laughs) you have more of like your big church type sound you're more like passion city elevation these they're creating amazing music amazing content right now Um, but you they they have that sound they have that fixed sound and so some artists will sound very similar or they'll be part of those those organizations those churches those yeah. those bands and so when they create a song it also kind of sounds like a little bit like that vibe yeah you have more of like your big corporate worship type setting sound which i would say like Maverick City they're just releasing a new album it's absolutely amazing and so you have this new vibe that's really growing which mm-hmm. is fantastic and then you have more of your radio sound the things that you've kind of grown up with hearing on the radio and so I think recently artists are kind of wanting to push through that sound of what you're typically hearing and I'm starting to hear that in artists like Brandon Lake there's a reason that people are like wow Lauren Daigle's music it's it's very jazzy it's so it's so different in itself and we don't know how to we don't know how to box it like it's not typical that you hear it in in a church service not that it can't be used in a church service but sometimes you don't hear it in a church service or you don't hear it for these these different settings and so when I was thinking about that and listening to these artists and getting inspiration from them I was really thinking how can I really just like push through that mold as much as I physically can um so with author of life and with with my other songs I would sit with my producer he's incredibly talented an amazing musician, producer, singer. Um, and what we would do is we would we would take a song that I had already created. It would already basically kind of be fleshed out the way that I had had it. And it would always sound acoustic, always sound indie. Mm-hmm. And then basically what we would do is we'd sit there and say, okay, what if we created a song that was more like, we use your song and we make it more poppy. Like, how do you feel about that? Or like, let's listen to some of the greatest like secular artists right now and hear those sounds like let's listen to Billie Eilish for a bit and just hear that sound can we create that sound in Christian music or like can we take Olivia Rodrigo and can we take those types of sounds and make it Christian music so we would sit and just listen to all of these different artists and sounds and then take those and be like oh I I think I could do the same sound 
And so that's what's been really cool working on this album that I'm creating right now and with Author of Life being the first song that people hear from from this what will be in this little world that this album lives in and Author of Life also lives in is is you hear those songs that sound a little poppy. You hear those songs that sound a little bit like more mystical. You hear the ones that sound like Taylor Swift is sitting in the mountains and (laughs) writing a song by the fire. You have all of those different versions in one because really Christian music can expand to all those different sounds. We just have to be willing to listen and give those an opportunity. So that was kind of my vibe and my, my struggle and my challenges with creating author of life. And I loved how it, it came out. My biggest, like, I guess, musical inspiration, at least for this song, for me, mm-hmm. his name's Matthew Mole. He's an artist from South Africa. He is amazing, and he's really growing in, in Africa and Europe. He's actually on tour in Europe right now, just nice. insane. And I, I love his music. I love his stuff. And so he, his sound is very more, um, it's very pure. It's more acoustic vibes. It's more, it's light. And I was like, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to create something just like that. And so that was my biggest inspiration for Author of Life. I think that's what you created. Thank it's you. So it's light and it's pure, but it's like you said, all those mystical and it's, it's beautiful. Thank so you. you've just like executed that so well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and with this specific song, it was so special because we, I, I realized I didn't write a bridge for this specific song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do I, do I need to? I don't really, I don't like writing on the spot like that fast where it feels forced. And my producer was like, well, what if we put in like a sermon or something? And I was like, if we're going to do a sermon, I don't want it to be from just like any random sermon. I want it to be very, very, very special to me. So my great grandfather is actually a pastor at a really small church in Branson, Missouri. And, um, I literally looked up one of his sermons. We listened to the whole thing and I put that in there. So, um, yeah, incredible. Yeah. So getting to show him that as well. And he was emotional from that to hear like my sermon is in my great granddaughter's song like I can't why would she do that that's insane so um so yeah wow. it it was a very special song for me oh, to so put meaningful out. yeah it packs the punch like emotionally yeah that's way cool is there something about the Christian music scene that you think most people don't know like what are some things that draw you to that specific genre is there yeah. like a secret about it that maybe people don't see on the surface Yeah, I think um, when I talk to people a lot of times about Christian music, before I was even considering recording or releasing anything that I had written, I would hear a lot of people not only talk about, they'd be like, oh, Christian music, it all sounds the same. And they would all talk about how it has like the same message, which I don't agree with that. Um, I think that if you're really truly listening to a lot of Christian music, especially now, you have a wide range of messages. There's some out right now about mental health and like how, how as a Christian do I deal with poor mental health knowing that God has me through that. Um, But you also have these beautiful songs of hope. You have songs that are just fully like worship, like you are holy. And then you also have songs that are like, I'm feel kind of like I'm sitting in mud and I just need mm-hmm. you to sit down with me. And so for me, that last thing was my whole, it's my whole goal with in my music. And for some reason, 
that alone is what draws me to continue to write Christian music. I feel like every single time that I sit down and I try to write a song about um, love or life or joy or happiness or sadness that isn't related in that way, like if you think about it, a lot of music secular music it's about love like we like to talk about this and we talk like to talk about heartbreak and I'm not saying I can't write those songs I definitely can write those songs but also in my brain I'm like that is not what I want to put out in the world is like that is here's my pain here's here's this or like here's this love that's great and we don't know what's happening with it right now you know what I mean and for some artists that works great and they're able to express their emotions in that way and it's so hard for me to create meaningful lyrics in that way I don't I don't know what it is about it for me personally I just I would sit down and the lyrics would just not come or wouldn't be meaningful um But whenever I began to have these realizations of like, yeah, like my life is so far from perfect and so is everyone else's. And truly, whether we're showing people this or not, sometimes it truly does feel like we're just sitting in in this mud. And instead of trying to fix it all, sometimes it's good to be able to um, just have the Lord sit with us in that. And so that allowed me to really create a new sound um, as well as new, just more meaningful lyrics that focus on that of admitting like, hey, I'm struggling with this or I'm trying to do this my own way, which is what I personally struggle with all the time. And then either a, but God, like you have me or a, but God, like you are the one that I'm worshiping and that's what's important. So I don't know if that's like a secret for like writing Christian music or being drawn to Christian music, but especially there's some amazing Christian artists out right now that are creating really meaningful stuff based on things that they're going through and what other people are going through. And I think we're able to really connect with those if we just like take a moment to listen. So that's awesome. That's such a great sentiment. Yeah. So beautiful. I love that. Like, you know, most people might not realize that there's so much more depth and range to Christian music just like in secular music. So absolutely. That's such a great sentiment. I love that. When this episode comes out, you'll have, so Author of Life is out. Yeah. Um, and then you'll have another one coming out in a yeah. few days. And you're working on more music. Yeah. What is next for you? Like, what can we, um, as fans, look forward to in this next little bit? Yeah. So, um, August 19th, just a couple days after this airs, actually, Author of Life will have its next little little partner with it, which is called Never Leaving. It's my second single that will be coming out. Um, Never Leaving is was written from a very vulnerable place of just kind of a moment of I was in a lot of pain writing it, but at the same time it was this recognition of, but if this is where the Lord is, then I'm never going to leave. I'm not going to leave if the Lord's in it. Um, This song's incredibly special to me because it not only features me singing on it, it also features my producer singing on it. He's just insanely talented. His name's Andrew Solomito. So just be looking out for that. Um, As well as it has a very special voice memo from a really dear friend of mine from way back. And um, it was really cool to be able to, to show him as well. Like, hey, here's here's you. Thank you for being a great friend. You're in my song. Um, so in general, never leaving, that's going to be wonderful. There'll be a lyric video with that as well. That's coming out around the same time. So be looking for that. And then after that, we'll have one more single that I'll be releasing before a full album. So, um, the album is called paint and honey and 
I don't have a f- an official release date yet for that. Still working on that as well as when it's the best time that I feel it should be released. And mm-hmm. I'm taking my sweet time and Good. taking the comfort that I want to take when I want to release it. So that album will really work on the whole goal, Paint and Honey, is it, that's its own little world. But every single song sounds very, very different. And like I had mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. pushes through all of the barriers of what that sound could sound like. So you will hear sounds that are very poppy, that are very different than Author of Life. You will hear like a guitar riff that's <laughs> out of nowhere, but <laughs> it's wonderful. You'll have a more rocky song. You'll have super acoustic ones. You'll have ones that are very raw. Um And so my hope is that you'll enjoy that and that you'll listen to the full thing in order and um, just the gift that it hopefully will be and the words that um, I'm trying to express because I think all of us can kind of feel that whether whether you're a believer or not, we at least all know what what pain feels like. We all know what uncomfiness feels like. <laughs> we all know what uh, joy also feels like. That's fantastic. Well, yeah, I am blown away by you. Your heart is so big. It translates and transpires and is inspiring. We're so excited for everything that you have coming up. Thank um, you. So if you don't, like she said, she doesn't have a release date for the album, so you have to follow her. Yeah. Follow the journey, follow the process of writing. And before we wrap up, do you have any piece of life advice that you can impart with us and our listeners today? So my piece of life advice, actually, it doesn't even come from like a family member, which is, I feel like a lot of times the best life advice always comes from family members. (laughs) And my family has given me a lot of wise words, but I think the biggest thing, at least that has been my something that I continue to tell myself recently there's a couple a married couple they actually just started a church in Nashville they literally just moved their names are Noah and Maddie Heron and something that they always say and they're constantly putting it on their social media as well is today's the best day ever and I don't know what it is but as soon as I saw them continue to say that and I'm sure other people use that in other contexts um but from another believer (laughs) to be able to say that as well allows me to just realize like today can seriously be the best day ever doesn't mean that like terrible things could happen in that day maybe absolutely and there might be grieving or there might be really hard things or there might be stress um and challenges but like Every single morning that I wake up is a gift and I'm able to use that, whether I'm using that for the glory of the Lord or choosing to do something else. But every single day is truly a gift, like air in my lungs is a gift. And so I want to be able to use that. So it's the best day ever today so today is the best day <laughs> yeah ever. thank you so much um last thing we want to do shout outs so yeah is there anyone we want to say hi to or thank you to or yeah anything? honestly like just in general like thank you to my family my immediate family my mom and my dad and my sister Maylin in general you guys have supported me through everything and continue to and then also shout out to my producer Andrew Solomito because quite literally my music would not sound how it does without him it would not be as I, I he's in such a support system in general so that's something I don't think a lot of people have um and the music industry can be really really challenging sometimes um so to have yeah so to have um a producer that's like supporting me through everything um is just beyond me so thank you her single author of life is out now never leaving comes out in just a few days on august 19th everywhere you get your music yes stream 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 
Milana, you are so sweet. It's been so Thank much fun you. hanging out with you. Thank you for sitting down with us. I tried to make this life my own thing. I thought that I was invited to your making. And I use blessings just for my glory. I could see your name written on the page. You are the author of life, you're my savior, my guide, you're my everything. You put the light in the stars, you're my painter, my artist, and worshiping. You are my hope in the darkness, your mercy, your kindness, and overwhelming me. You are the spotless provider, my own.